This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hi, hi, everyone. Welcome back and happy Thursday. Okay, guys, we're back with Ricky Cornish from Out Magazine to talk about the Real Housewives of Orange County. And I did not miss a beat here. Thank you so much, Lee, for the super sticker. And we have a lot to discuss. Now, I know everyone is still talking about the Shannon Bedore arrest, the DUI, and hit and run of it all. And I am curious because I haven't talked to Ricky since this happened. I want to pick his brain on this a little bit, especially after. Just watching all of the drinking that's involved uh, throughout the show. Last night's show was, we called it freak show, but I'm calling it more of a shit show. Yeah, we're going to get into it. Smash the like button, show some love, and let's welcome Ricky. Hello. What's up, my friend? It's so good to see you. It's great to see you. Yes, and I apologize that you have the glasses situation going on. I am sending you all the good vibes to your eye right now. Hey, thanks. No, Jason said that there's no more apologizing, so... I'm not apologizing for it. I'm just owning it. Oh, yeah, you have to own it. I mean, these are literally things that are out of our control. I've been there, done that. I had a whole eye situation last summer. So, yeah, there's nothing to apologize for. It just happens. So It just happens. You know, we got to keep it moving. One person even asked me, they're like, well, why don't you just take some time off YouTube? And I'm like, excuse me, absolutely not. You're like, I got a job. I got a job to do. I was the same way because my eyes got really dry at one point. So yeah, one of the things people were like, you got to stop looking at the screen. I'm like, I have a remote job. (laughs) Like, I don't know what to do about that. We got to get with the times. This is what it is. This is what it is. So Ricky, before we get into the finale of it all, what were your thoughts when you saw the arrest? Like when you heard about it? Yeah, that was wild, right? Like, I remember seeing that online and I just could, I was just so sad to be quite honest with you. Like, nobody ever wants to see anybody go through something like that. But as I like was reading more up on it, I just couldn't believe more and more of the details. Like the fact that Archie was in the car, then she was pretending to walk Archie when the cops showed up. Like that part kind of blew my mind. Like I can only imagine what that conversation must have looked like, like this cop trying to have a conversation with Shannon and she's like trying to pretend because we've seen Shannon drunk and, you know, she slurs and her eyes are really heavy like anybody when they're super drunk. So I can only imagine what that conversation was like. And you have a cut on your face. You have a broken arm. So how are you navigating this, trying to tell the police, like, 
oh, you know, well, I'm just casually walking my, this is Archie. Archie, <laughs> this is the police. Say hi. Like, but you're like holding your arm. You have a cut on your face and they see the clear like oil spill, like the trail to your car. And they're like, lady, don't make this more difficult. Like you just clipped the house. We get it. We're arresting you. Oh, so that that was always really crazy. I will say, even though she did have some injuries, I'm glad overall, like nobody really got hurt, hurt. Like she didn't hit anybody. Thank goodness. I'm glad Archie was okay. Uh, it definitely could have been a lot worse. Um, but even when I saw the TMZ footage that came out shortly after of her taking like that sharp turn, which resulted in the hit, I, I was just like, oh my God. And another thing I was wondering, like, you know, we we really don't understand her current situation with John. And from what we understand, it looks like she was going home to see John. What was John's reaction, you know, when he saw her in the state or when he got that phone call that she was in the jail cell? Like what? You know, the, there's a lot of questions there. So I'm curious to see how they're going to address it, because I would like to think they're not going to want to talk about it for the first time at BravoCon. I'm sure Andy's probably going to want to do like an interview with her at some point or something. So I don't know. There's a lot of questions that we have regarding this situation. See, I feel like they're going to save it for BravoCon because I think that she's going to have to go through the intensive therapy between now and BravoCon, which is going to be five days a week where she's going to be outpatient. But then also from there, you know, like with the John Jansen of it all, I thought it was interesting that one of her good friends, Jeff Lewis, said John Jansen is semi-retired. He lives this life. He goes to karaoke. He does things and stays up till 2 a.m. And Shannon tries to keep up with that life. I'm like, Wait a minute. Hold on. When we met Shannon, she was the way she bonded with Vicky and Tamara was over vodka and tequila. Like that was pre John Jansen. So I don't know if we can pass the blame torch over here to John Jansen. No. And and not only have we seen it this season, but we've seen it every season that not only I think does Shannon drink quite a bit, but she really drinks when she's going through some stuff. And this whole season, you know, these ladies have been talking about the fact that she gets drunk and she'll call them, you know, when the cameras aren't rolling and she'll spill all these personal details about her relationship and her life. So, I mean... I hate to say, I would never like to say it's not surprising that she got herself in a situation. Like, I would never want to say that about somebody. But, you know, she does drink a lot. And I do think we know she's been going through something like severe for quite some time. And I am really hoping, and it seems like she is, but I'm really hoping she's just going to take this time to realize this is her rock bottom. And she needs to get some real help and take some time back. And, you know, just figure things out because she deserves that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And I was honestly waiting to see what Gina K was going to say about it. And then she did say I had an aha, like, oh, shit moment when I first found out. And at first, naturally, I'm going to be honest with you, I thought it was karma. Yeah. And then I kind of came back and I'm like, you know, I feel bad for her. And I was like, I'm glad that she shared her real feelings. And then she was like, okay, I'm going to reel it back in and be like, I, di I did feel bad for her in this moment. Of course, because no matter what, no, like, no matter what personal relationship you might have, you never want anybody to get themselves in a situation like that. So the best thing we can do is just send Shannon all our love and support at this time. And I just hope she really gets the help that she needs. She really, yeah. does, I think, needs some real help um, after going through something like that. So I hope she gets the help she needs. I agree with that. I agree with that. Ricky, what would you rate last night's finale? One to 10, 10 being mm. the highest. I would probably give it like, you know, like an eight. Yeah. Um, I feel like an eight's pretty good. I mean, I thought it was a pretty good finale. I do too. I was entertained. Thank goodness for Tamara and Heather. You know, they kept that going. <laughs> well, what did you think about Heather? Oh, Heather's rental looks terrible. 
Oh yeah, the rental. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's kind of funny. I was kind of curious how they were going to, you know, figure that out because I know obviously Terry needs to be an OC for his work, and I know at the end of the day they still like live in the OC. I'm dying to know how they're going to figure that out because. I know they obviously have this property in Los Angeles now, and that's where Heather really wants to be. But, you know, especially if she's going to stay on the show and the show's still based in the OC and Terry's still going to work in the OC. Like, I was wondering if they're going to just buy a new house down there. Like, what are they what are they doing? So I thought it was interesting that they decided to stay in a rental for the time being. Or they could just Meredith Marks it and just rent the house while they're in town filming. I mean, they really could. There's no reason why they shouldn't have to, like if they just want to do that. Because the kids are out of the, are all the kids out of the house now? Or are they still, are they still? Almost. I think that they have like maybe three more years, right? So kids got to go to school, you know, stuff like that. So I wouldn't be surprised if they find a place for them to just stay in the meantime, you know? I mean, $55 million, I'm sure you can rent something pretty decent with that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, they'll find something, no problem. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Okay, now, I wanted to talk about the Shannon chiropractic scene with Emily because Shannon has hurt herself yet again in Mexico, and she's sitting down with Emily, and they start talking about Heather Debro. And after kind of getting all the kinks worked out, Emily and Shannon were discussing the issues, and she talks about how Gina is still upset over the whole Heather situation, and things are not okay between... Gina and Heather or Emily and Heather. And Shannon, even though she's looking around like in this moment, she, I feel like her and Tamara really love the fact that this is a Heather DeBro takedown. I completely agree. Completely agree. I, I think we've kind of hit it on the head. Like I really do think these women are all going against Heather. And it's just wild to me. Like even last night watching the finale as these women still continue to harp on these reasons to be upset with her, they all were so ridiculous. Like they really were just all so ridiculous. And especially Tamara, I feel like Tamara and Heather really didn't have any real issues all season until the very end when they went on that trip to Mexico. And then Tamara was trying to pull up this thing that Heather had said and make it a bigger thing than it really was. And and then it just resulted in you know, them like having ending the season on bad terms for what, you know what I mean? Like, especially Tamara, like girl, you, you guys really are nice to each other. You really haven't had that many issues in the past. Plus you see that Heather really has been dogpiled all season. Why add something else to the fray? That's really not that big of a deal. This loser comment, like, come on. Like, it's just so ridiculous. So I didn't like watching it, honestly. I mean, the edited compilation of the pileup when she's explaining it to Dr. Terry Debro, and then the dog humping the thing. I'm like, okay, guys, the editing is ridiculous. But from here, we have a finale party, which, of course, we're always going to get a finale party. So we have to get ready for it. And it's Gina's circus-themed freak show. Um. I feel like production, somebody had to, I'm not saying Gina could not pay for this, but this was easily a $150,000 party. Yeah, I loved the idea of this party. And I love that it's airing now, right? As Halloween is about to come up in real time. I thought it was really fun. I, I loved the whole theme of this. And yeah, it definitely looked like, like they rented out a really nice space. You know, everybody got dressed up. There were things to do. Um, so yeah, I love the whole theme of this. I love a good Halloween party, not just on Real Housewives, but in general, Halloween is like my holiday. So sign me up. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, when they're shopping it's Tamara, jen and gina and one thing that i just don't understand at this point is like jennifer padronti every time we see you with Tamara, she rips you apart 
And then you're like right back around her again. Why? Like even when Heather DeBro finally came out and you could tell she's fed up in this episode, she's like, you know, Jennifer's like a parass for what re- I don't know. Like I wouldn't want a friend like that. that she, Tamara treats her like shit. And I'm like, no, it's kind of true. Like Tamara definitely does treat her and her fellow housewife, Ryan, like garbage. Mm-hmm. Heather, I think definitely spoke for all of us in that scene when she finally was like, I don't get why you're so close with Tamara. She treats you horribly. I think we all like agreed in that, in that moment. Like, yes, I think the only benefit of the doubt that I'll give Jen is the fact that this was only her first season and Tamara was the one who brought her onto the show. You know, they are friends. So I think Jennifer, you know, understandably so wasn't that comfortable with the other women yet and didn't want to completely like leave Tamara behind even though she really had every right to I think she was too nervous to like she didn't know these women that well and then like by leaving her only friend behind you know where does she really fit in the group like she hasn't really bonded with Heather that much she doesn't really know these other women so I kind of get where Jen's coming from but I think it's very obvious that it took Jen to reflect Uh, when the season was wrapped and by watching the episodes back i think she's truly realizing like how horrible Tamara was to her all season because i think we saw you know as the season was airing they unfollowed each other on social media we saw the teaser for the reunion they're clearly going at it so i think it just took jen a minute like after getting used to this idea of filming real housewives for her to realize yeah what am i doing like why am i sticking by someone who's been so terrible to me well, and I, I'm going to get into this comment really quick, and then I'm going to um, speak on that. Can we get rid of Tamara? She's over the top bitchy. Don't want to see the Tris Abuelas on my screen. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Hey, thanks. But I feel like for Jen, you could tell, like, especially at the reunion, you know how the, they make them watch all of the episodes before they go into the reunion? You could tell that she watched it back and she was like, oh, my God. I was like dogpiled on kind of like Heather DeBro, like this. No, I don't have to protect you for like when she said, you know, you're a cheater. And Jen looked at Tamara and she's like, you're a cheater too. I'm like, where, mm-hmm. when, what happened? Yeah. I don't know the tea on that. Cause I, I want to say, I saw her say that somewhere else too. I could be wrong, but I feel like I've heard that comment thrown out by her before. Um, and I don't know. I think she's referring to one of Tamara's past, marriages you know I obviously. Hope so. and I, I think she's referring to the fact that she cheated on I forget who her ex was but she cheated on her ex with Eddie I think that's what Jen's referring to I could be wrong um but who knows that could be great that could have been like while well, that marriage was already ending or like who knows um but I'm glad to see that Jen's really sticking up for herself and I think I even saw on, on an Instagram post somewhere like after the reunion or something Heather had posted something and Jen like commented saying like if there's anyone who can relate to being dogpiled this season, it's me. So I'm glad that Jen and Heather hopefully have maybe come together, given the fact that they both received the most amount of like vitriol the entire season. And I'm glad that they're like, hey, listen, we got to team up here because these girls are coming at both of us for no reason. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree with that, too. And I, you know, it was wild for me to see Gina kind of try to figure out who do I believe and the situation between Heather and Tamara over the whole losers comment, because she made a comment saying that Tamara does not lie. She just holds on to information and uses it at the worst time for whoever. That's why I don't tell anything to Tamara. But then we have a sit down because Gina wants to clear the air with her good friend over here, Heather DeBro. And Heather comes in with audio. <laughs> what were your thoughts? Well, I'm glad that Heather came in to defend herself because it's unfortunate that 
up to this point this season. Like Heather's word is just not good enough. And shame on these women. I, I feel like I've said this so much, but shame on these women again. Like literally being so mad that Heather called them losers when they haven't even given Heather the proper chance to defend herself or to clarify the situation. Like, what kind of friend are you to this woman? Like, if someone had came to me or said something like about my best friend and said my best friend called me a loser, the very first thing I would do is go to said friend and say, hey, I heard you called me a loser. Is that true? And if so, why did you say that? I would never just run around and say, I can't believe my best friend would say this about me. I can't believe they, and then create a whole like problem. Like what? Like Gina and Emily should have went straight to Heather and said, wait, is this true? Like, and if so, like, why, why would you say that? So the fact that they already were believing that Heather said that already shows that they're not good friends at all. Um, and I appreciate the fact that Heather took this opportunity to show I wasn't the one who said this. This is the real situation as to what was said. Um, it's unfortunate that Heather has been against the wall having to defend herself at every turn. And now she's had to bring out proof um, to do so. But I'm glad she did that because I feel like that cleared her name a little bit. I think so too. I think like watching it, I was sitting there thinking like, oh, okay, good. This is good. You needed to have this moment. You needed to be able to explain yourself and you needed to at least like when Heather walked in, you could tell she's totally over it. She's like, you called me here. And Gina was like, I feel like, you know, like I really like you. She's like, well, all of you ladies could have fooled me because that's not how it feels for me. But I think that she got some clarity on the situation, even though Tamara still says to date, that was an inside joke and Shannon knows what we're talking about. And I still was not the person who said it. And I'm like, Oh, oh my God. You know, it's funny. I always think it's so funny. Cause you know, you and I, you know, we're so invested in this housewife stuff. Like it's funny to me when I have my best friend watch it with me and she doesn't watch it nearly as much as I do. And she just turned to me like in the middle of the episode and she's like, they're all so upset over the comment losers. I'm like, oh, Carson, that's my best friend's name. I'm like, oh, Carson, this is what these women do. They take one little nugget and they make it the worst possible thing you could ever say about a person. It's such a throwaway comment. It's so dumb. And especially the fact that Heather <laughs> Heather had me cracking up. The fact that she's admit, she's saying that she's referring to Noella. She's not talking about anybody on the current cast. She's talking about past <laughs> cast. Like, this is funny. Like, I think that's probably hysterical that Heather just threw that comment out there calling Noella a loser why these women are now trying to turn it around and make it a storyline. Like, come on, people, like, laugh. Like, where is this? It's like uh, Teresa said, ha ha, laugh, funny. Do you have a sense of humor? Like, come on now. <laughs> Speaking of them, I'm ready for our New Jersey ladies to be back. Ooh, but chaos. Okay, so now we have a cover star. Um, she is going to be the cover star for this magazine, Woman of the Year, which I never heard of this magazine. But hey, listen, her CBD company has grown into a multi-million dollar business. And she got emotional about it when she talks about where she is now today with this company when she was talking to, you know, Eddie. And I thought actually, because I saw some comments and I saw where people were like, it's, nobody knows what this magazine is. I'm like, listen, whether you like her or not, it's still a win. So you got to give her her credit where credit is due. Let's yeah. let her have the win. She is the cover of the Women of the Year issue. Yes. Leave it at that. Listen, I mean, even if you haven't heard of the magazine, it's still cool that any magazine would reach out and offer that to her. I mean, they did a photo shoot and everything, at least according to the show. So it looks like they went all out for it. And no matter what magazine cover or not, the fact that her company has done very, very well is a huge accomplishment. I couldn't... I was 
gagged when she said that it was a multi-million dollar company i mean that's crazy i remember back when she launched that uh company so seeing that it's gone so far and i think it's pretty amazing that her company is doing so well given the fact that she did have to shut down cut fitness so the fact that she had to let one business go but this other one is still going very strong says a lot so props to her and eddie you know i think that she probably kept or she probably shut down cut fitness because it became more of an expense and not I don't I bet you they didn't have to but they were probably like what are we doing here like we're making so much money with the other business and then we're spending a lot of time here it's a lot to manage let's just let this one go yeah oh I totally agree with that I'm I mean that's just a typical example like the business itself would have been fine if it weren't for the pandemic but a business like that how are you going to keep it going during the pandemic so it was definitely the right decision for sure you sneak people in yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's how they do it. All right, so now I'm not saying that's how they did it. Yeah. <laughs> camera, I'm not saying that. So now going over, we have Jennifer Pedranti who's sitting down with Ryan and Ryan's like, what did Tamara have to say about me now? And I'm like, gosh, you remind me so much of Slade. It is cringy. Mm -hmm. But she said, I kind of feel like the way that Tamara is talking that she has something like in this arsenal that she's going to hit me with and it's going to be a surprise. So is there anything like, do you want to tell me anything? And he's like, you know, I did hook up with that woman, but yes, I only want to be with you. Like there's nothing else. I only love you. And I'm watching like Jennifer, are we believing this guy? I mean, he told you he's cheated in every single relationship. Dude, I don't know if I believe him. I know. I just, I'm really, I, it, this is just, uh, I don't like putting any negative energy toward it because I don't want it to be true. I don't want this to happen to her because I really do like Jen. And it's very obvious that she really likes him. And so yeah. I really want to make sure that this relationship lasts. And I, I think the only reason I am nervous about it, because like you said, like he doesn't have the best past. But also we've just seen it so many times on this show, you know, when there's cracks in the foundation and then later on the inevitable happens and then we see it play out on the show and it's really hard to watch and blah, 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 blah. So I really just hope she's not following that same trope that we've seen so many, so many other housewives follow in the past, because it's very obvious that she likes this guy. She's brought him into the family like he's with around her kids like, you know. So if anything, it's like, Ryan, please just don't cheat. Like, just stay true to her. Like you say you want to be with her. Just stay, you know, we all want to believe you and we all want to see your relationship go all the way. Um, so that's all we can hope for at this point. Like at the very end of the episode, you and the, you know, they do the the cards, the title cards with each housewife and she was with him. I was just like, I just really hope we don't see her not with him at some point. I just want to see them work it out, you know? I know. And she was honest about her business too. She was like, right now I don't have $5,000 to like spend or whatever. And the producers asked her, is your yoga studio doing good? And she's like, well, good enough to you know, pay for the rent and pay for the employees, but we're not drawing a profit as owners. But that's a transparent conversation that I think it's good for people to hear because people automatically look at someone who owns a restaurant or a yoga studio or a gym and they're like, oh, you're doing amazing. And it's like, well, there's a lot more to that. Oh, God. Yeah, I love it when the housewives are transparent, because, you know, I do know that a lot of people obviously watch this show because they want to escape and they want to see these women who live these affluent lives. And, you know, it's a completely different type of lifestyle that most people are used to. And I completely get that. But I, there's nothing that I love more than watching a reality show and being able to relate to somebody. I think it's just such a powerful thing, um, because I feel like a lot of people watch these shows because they don't feel like 
they don't feel very comfortable in their own cir- um, circumstances. And when you can watch someone on a TV show and they say something that you relate to or you resonate with, I think it's so powerful because I think for some people, it might be the first time they ever feel like they could relate to somebody else. I know for me personally, like watching shows like Drag Race and LGBTQ plus shows, that was the first time I feel like I could ever relate to somebody because I didn't relate to anybody really growing up. Um, so these moments that we're seeing where Jen said that, I love when Monica was transparent on Salt Lake City about her buying the bag because she just wanted to fit in. How many of us can relate to that? Like we've all been in situations where we don't feel like we really fit in and we want to fit in. So I love it when the women are more honest about this stuff. I feel like it kind of helps us connect a little bit. The only time I ever watched a reality show where I felt like I could relate was the Kardashians. But <laughs> here we are. No, I'm well, just for you, Adam. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I wish. I wish. I think we all wish. Okay. So as we move forward, then we have John Jansen and Shannon Bedore going out on a date. And when they went out on this date, you know, they have this conversation about how she is about to be an empty nester and the kids are all going to college. She's focusing on her new enema business. Um, She's focusing on all of her other businesses. She is trying to make money to put them in college, right? Or through college. They all are going to very expensive colleges. Not to mention though, David Bedore has a lot of money. So I don't think we should forget that. Like I would have put that in the divorce. His ass is paying for the college. However, there was a prenup involved, I believe. So that wasn't going to happen. Anyways, so while they're talking, it kind of made me feel bad for Shannon because John's like, now this is our time where we get to be together and I love you. And I'm just, I'm happy that, you know, even though they're going to be off, it's not like we can't go fly and see them. But now we get Shannon and John time. I'm like, you're literally about to break up with her a week after this. What? I know. Well, do you think he, he like actually was like, do you think he already was planning on breaking up with her in that moment? Because I personally feel like these two, I don't know about you. Just watching the finale, it was very obvious that this... I mean, I hate saying stuff like this because I feel like it's so negative, but like, it feel it felt like the spark really was not there, that finale episode. Like, when they were at that dinner, I did not feel like there was a big spark, and especially the way they were interacting at the party later on, like, arguing about his hat and, like, we got to take this photo. Like, it just, it just doesn't feel like the spark was there. Um... So I don't know. I don't know. I would like to think that he's not selling her this. Like, oh, we're going to have a great life now that the kids are gone. And then dumps her right after the cameras are done. Like, I really hope he didn't do that. Um, And I don't know. Part of me feels like they're, like, very on and off. I think it's very interesting the fact that they're still, I don't know. Running around together? They, like, hang out together, like, all the time still. Like, I don't know. I get the vibe that they might not be in a relationship, but they definitely still like spend a considerable amount of time together. So I think there's a lot of gray area when it comes to them. You're saying friends with Benny's. Mm, I think they might be fucking. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Wow. My gosh. Okay. It's right there. I had to take it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, you know, also, I don't think that, I think that John Jansen led with the foot that he didn't want to break up with her on camera to embarrass her. But I think instead he didn't want to break up with her on camera or while they were filming the season because he wanted to protect himself. I'm sure Shannon already told him how many, you know, awful things that the ladies were alluding to about him. And he was like, well, in order for me to not look like the complete villain in this story, if I do it at the end of the season, sure, they'll say some things at the reunion, but then going into the next season, maybe we'll be moved past this, you know? I think this was for him i don't think it was for her for sure like john has been around long enough he knows how this show works and he knows that if he were to dump her on camera 
like he knows that would send her into a spiral and then yes then they would be talking about him nonstop. and you're 100 percent right he definitely knew that they were already talking about him throughout the season i think if anything the women were kind of planting the perfect opportunity for him to break up with her on camera because they were talking about the fact that the relationship seemed off all season it kind of set them up for for their breakup eventually at the end of the season so i think it's nice that john didn't do that to her because that would have been um you know that would have been hard for shannon to have to deal with on camera i always feel so bad for these women when they're dumped you know as the cameras are rolling it's a pretty messed up thing to do so i'm glad john just waited for the cameras to uh to stop rolling at least noella's husband just waited a week before they started rolling right didn't he yeah yeah wasn't it like i'm taking off to I don't know if it was Venezuela or Puerto Rico or he took off somewhere and he's like, okay, bye. Yeah, I don't want to be on TV. As her dad died. I mean, it was just like, sometimes you wonder like how these women, especially it's, it's hard being on this show, but some of these women, when you see what they really were going through that one and only season they were on or their first season they were on, it's like, how did you even get through it, girl? Cause that is hard. That's hard. Yeah. Yeah. And then you, look at them and you're like, I kind of feel bad for you because now you made yourself look like an ass and you got fired after one season. God, talk about being dealt a bad hand. I agree. Dear Dana, really wish Shannon would get therapy. Well, she is getting therapy now, intensive therapy, but I think it's just for AA. Um, but also this is, you know, clearly she has to get therapy before she goes back to court because it's going to look good for her when she goes back to court in order for her not to go to jail. Then all they're going to do is they're going to say, hey, pay these fines. You went to intensive therapy. We hope you continue your treatment. You're going to do some community service and you're losing your license for a year. Yes. Plus, also, wasn't it so interesting that they weren't releasing her mugshot? I was like, dang, she's got a good lawyer. Like, she's no, got I Apparently, that was a new um, law that was passed in California. Where, oh, really? I thought she had like some connection and she was able to pull that off. <laughs> no, it, I think it's like it's something to do with like being a nonviolent offender. Oh. So if you're a nonviolent offender in the state of California now that they don't have to share mugshots. Oh, that's cool. Thank you for clarifying that because I my mind kept thinking. Remember when Gina got the DUI and Shannon got her connected with her lawyer and they you know they made the whole thing like they were on their way to arrest you but we saved you like i thought it was like a similar situation that shannon was going through given the fact that she had these high power attorneys in her back corner so i thought she was able to escape all that nonsense thanks to them so okay that's good to know i didn't realize it was just a, a law thing to be fair that's what i thought too right and then everybody in the everybody in the comments were like no adam this is what it is and i was like oh <laughs> thank you guys so yeah, now i'm paying it forward and passing you that information. Thank goodness we have you, Adam, clarifying no, the nonsense. <laughs> no, thank goodness we have them. Yeah. But, <laughs> all right. So now let's get to the freak show of it all, because I thought the freak show looked like a fun time, but we knew that there was going to be obvious drama here with everyone. And one of my favorite moments, um, I'm going to go ahead and bring this up because I thought this was so funny. I have to talk about her because she is an absolute wreck on this show. Listen, I got a newsflash for Heather Debro. My oh. friends are fucking wealthy. They can trump every single fucking house you've ever lived in. My friends live in Beverly Hills. Okay, oh. what are you saying, girl? She just sold her house for $55 million. I mean, seriously. Like, okay. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. 
carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Oh, Taylor, these, okay. <laughs> Taylor, Taylor, Taylor. I will say, like, seeing her drunk is kind of funny, like, because she is super messy. But here's the thing. It's very obvious that when she drinks, she she gets mad. Because we've seen that not only now on the show, you know, in this episode, but I think we've all seen that viral video now of her yelling at the paparazzi. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta be honest, it's funny. That is funny, especially at the end when she's like, uh, this reunion is about to be hot. <laughs> She's like the dirtiest reunion. And she gave herself an orange. She gave herself an orange. (laughs) So funny. But yeah, she definitely gets pretty angry when she drinks. And I think she's got to figure that out. But yeah, this finale episode, she was just doing the most for sure. And if you're going to go up to somebody like Heather Debro, you better come like with your eyes dotted, your T's crossed with your notes and be sober as hell because she's going to be, even if she, it's like, I think that she low key has like an IV attached to her at all times because she can drink the shams and you don't see her get wasted. You just see like, you see put together Heather DeBro, and it's kind of wild. But when she walks up and she's like, you know, it was about the chicken noodle soup, Heather. And you went back to your room and my stepdaughter lives there. And she's like, I didn't know. And she's like, when you lay down, you didn't think to call us. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. And also you could have just went, you could have went and sent Heather a message and been like, Hey, or, and when Heather said, why didn't you knock on my door? Like if it was that big of a deal, knock on my door. And Taylor's like, I don't go chasing my friends, Heather. And Heather was like, I'm done with you. We're done. Oh, honey. When I tell you Heather Dubrow yet again, Handled this situation so perfectly. I mean, this was just, I mean, the way Taylor was like looking a mess and I, my, yeah, exactly. I mean, Heather just said it beautifully. When they showed the literal shot, it's on camera of Heather asleep with the light. You really think Heather Dubrow of all people is trying to fall asleep with the lights on and in her clothes. Like, no, like Heather Dubrow would definitely want to like get properly ready for bed. So it's obvious she passed out after a crazy long day in Mexico and she said it perfectly. Why didn't you just come check on me if you were so concerned about why I didn't come back? Like, plus, it's, it, it would just make sense that Heather probably would fall asleep or something would just happen. Like, she wouldn't just, I would think, just leave them behind. So it was, she handled it beautifully. But my favorite part was when she just kind of did the whole, like, okay, I'm sorry, and then, like, walked away. <laughs> that you was know, hysterical. I'm sorry. I think Heather DeBro knew that she was walking into a pileup in there. But, like... Taylor, you automatically lost the conversation because you got way too much liquid courage before even going into it. So you're just out. 
you're out of the conversation where can't like did she even make it in this photo no. oh she did she did oh she did oh there she is oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah. she's in the back but you know like you lost the conversation so we're xing you out then jennifer pajanti wanted to go up and have a conversation with heather debro and i thought that jennifer handled it really well and she's like look i just you know i feel like you didn't really give me the time of day and tamara on the side was seething seeing heather talk to every single person she's like ker i'm so angry she's over here she's rallying the troops and i'm like Tamara, it kind of comes off like you're the one rallying the troops and you're just getting upset that Heather is now, it's like you don't want Heather, the way it comes off, you don't want Heather to have a voice in this moment because if she has a voice, then she can defend herself against all of the things that you're saying about her. And you don't want that. You want this to be a clear Heather DeBro takedown. Even when Heather was like, I feel like it's like that movie, The Heathers or whatever. And it's like, you know, you have like the mean girls, like the main cheerleaders and she said to in her confessional, she's like, if you want to be the top dog, you can have it. That's okay. Like Heather seems so unbothered. And even if she is bothered, the way that she is portraying herself on the show as unbothered by certain things, you win. 100%. Because I will say, obviously last season, they definitely like um, put Heather in the top spot, right? Because they were like, Heather's back. And, you know, she's in this house and, you know, what, blah, blah, blah. Like they definitely set Heather up to be the top dog last year. And I think she, even she would um, admit to that. This season, I definitely don't feel like she is like doing anything to like try and be this top dog. I don't think she's doing anything to, they do that to her. Like they are so like bothered by every little thing that she does and she doesn't even do anything. So they are already pushing her into that top spot. She's not even asking to do it. It's not her fault. She sold a $55 million house. It's not her fault that she now has a TV network and she's throwing this insanely gorgeous party to celebrate it. It's not her fault. Her kids are going to these nice schools. Like she's literally just living her life and you all are so bothered. So you're just naturally putting her there in the soft spot. Then you hold her accountable for things that she's not even guilty of doing. So then you just create this unnecessary problem. So I thought it was ironic that Tamara was trying to say all these crazy things about Heather in the finale. Cause I personally thought everything Tamara was accusing Heather of doing were the exact same things that Tamara was doing to everybody else. Like it was very like contradictory. It's like, you're accusing Heather of like saying these things and doing these things, but you're doing all those things. <laughs> like it didn't, it didn't make any sense. And then when Tamara actually went up and confronted her, I thought Heather just perfectly again, shut that down and said, I have no interest in having this conversation with you. It obviously got Tamara bothered because Tamara's trying to have a moment. Heather shut it down beautifully and walked away. Like no notes, no notes. No, especially when, you know, like Dr. Terry DeBro is sitting there and it's so awkward and he's like, okay, I'm going to walk away. And she's like, are you kidding me, Heather? And she's like, I'm not doing this, Tamara. You know, like you want a moment. And she's like, no. No, you are going to do this. And she's like, you're a bitch. And she's like, okay, I'm a bitch. <laughs> like, and she was like, I'm not doing this with you. And Tamara's like, I, yes, we are. And I'm like, oh, not the fingers. The fingers, that's when, I mean, if this was a different franchise, like you might get beat up over that. You got to be careful with the fingers. You might get suspended like other girlies right now. Yeah, well, they got unsuspended, but you might get suspended and then get unsuspended. So you don't want to get suspended and then unsuspended. Girl, trying to get HR involved when you do that. <laughs> what? Everybody wants to know what your shirt says. 
Oh, it's it's the cast of um, Glass Onion, Knives Out. Daniel and Edward and Janelle and Catherine and Leslie and Kate and Dave, Jessica and Madeline oh, and never stops. Oh. Um, it's it's the whole cast of um, Glass Onion, Knives Out, the Netflix movie. Yeah. <laughs> Here you go, guys. There, there you, you go. go. I know, I'm kind of teasing you with just the Daniel and, but yeah, yeah. then you're like, it's like credits roll as I bring up the shirt. Yeah, just... Here we go. It never ends. <laughs> so Emily Simpson showed up as popcorn and her husband as butter. And um, Emily also walked up to, to Heather and she's like, after slamming her, she was like, you know, I really do like you, Heather. And she's like, girl, you, none of you like me. Every, all of you need to stop saying that. Like, you don't like me. She didn't say it like that, but she's like, Okay. Heather really went in there like, I'm going to be calm. You guys are all going to be bullshit. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I, I mean, come on now. Think about poor Heather in this instance. Like she has Emily talking to her crazy, Gina talking to her crazy, Jen saying that, you know, you didn't get to know me. Then Taylor's yelling at her drunk about chicken noodle soup. Then Tamara's getting in her face. I mean, my God, the only person that didn't have a problem with Heather at this party, I feel like was Shannon because they had gone to lunch the day before. I mean, this is just ridiculous. The fact that Heather was going head to head with all these women. Um, I know I keep, I sound like a broken record at this point, but these women really should feel embarrassed. They just should. Because these, well, I mean, the fact that Emily is trying to come up with this loser nonsense, Taylor is coming up with this chicken noodle nonsense. I mean, this is ridiculous. And they all really believe what they're saying. I'm like, girlies, you got to calm down. <laughs> and I feel like you can tell when people start picking, like, they're like, what is Heather wearing? I'm like, Heather look. Heather and Emily look the best. Yes. I well, Heather, Emily, and Gina look the best. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. I actually liked a lot of these outfits across the board. But yeah, I, there was nothing wrong with Heather's outfit. They're, it's funny because they try and act like, oh, they try and act like Heather's the one like looking down on them and talking crazy to them. Here they are doing the exact thing that they're accusing Heather of doing to her. It's yeah. like, like, how do you not see your, how are you not embarrassed? Like, if I looked back on this, I would be humiliated. And I really think they all owe her an apology. Um, I know I come across as a really big Dubrow defender, but I would be saying this about any of the girls. If any of the girls were picking on just one and accusing them of doing all this nonsense that they weren't doing, I would be defending them too. Like, they all really need, oh, Heather Dubrow, an apology. That's just the facts. Well, even this too, like when they come up behind while Tamara's like, they see Tamara storm over and they're like, are you fucking kidding me? And then you see Taylor and Jen like run over to like support. This isn't fair. Like she's backed into a corner. She's always backed into a corner. That's how it comes off. Yes. Yes. And I do think there's sometimes like, I would say pretty rarely, but there are some times where I feel like you know, a girl does um, alienate herself from the group. Like I think of like, I think it was Brandy on like season five of Beverly Hills. She was going at it with everybody. Okay. So I don't think any of us would really defend Brandy that season because she really was. I mean, she was slapping Lisa Vanderpump. She was throwing wine at Eileen. I mean, she was doing a lot of stuff. So in those situations, I understand why all the women have a problem with one girl because she really is causing problems with everybody. This situation is nothing like that. Like Heather is not doing anything to anybody and you all are really nitpicking and trying, just trying to create these problems when you just don't need to. I just feel like it's not right, especially when you see Heather like crying and getting upset and Heather has said to Emily, especially, and Gina, I've been nothing but a friend to you. I've been really nice to you. I've been very supportive of you and you're the ones who are turning on me and I just don't get why. They, on that moment, you should just apologize and move on just for the sake of a friendship. If you even want a friendship at that point, 
just apologize and move on. It's not worth trying to create a fake storyline for a show. Just apologize and move on. I agree. I agree. Well, I'm ready for the reunion. I think it's going to be the dirtiest reunion. And I think it's going to be really good. I do too. And I love the set. I think the set is gorgeous. Oh yeah. That's probably the nicest set to date. Yeah. The budget, like when they did the flip, they flipped the switch and you know, suddenly you're on the beach and the waves and I couldn't believe it. I, it was just very high production. I was like, dang, like this is a housewife show. Like it's pretty incredible. So I'm excited to see what these women have to offer. Yeah. We put money into this. This is screaming. Hey, let's save our show. Well, you know what it's, I actually was screaming, man, we really knocked it out of the park and we're going to celebrate by throwing an epic reunion. <laughs> oh, see? Okay. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I thought it was, I mean, I thought it was great the way that they, I, I do think that this has been such a great Real Housewives of Orange County season after season 16 was terrible. Season 15 was terrible. Season 14 was terrible. Yeah. Like, finally, there's no Bronwyn, no Noella. We're like getting it right. It kind of feels like we're getting it right. I do have one more person that I think should be entered into the fray just to mix it up, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, that's where you and I disagree. I know, I know, know but I just don't agree. I just think that I feel like Heather DeBro, like she's not going to win with these ladies. And I think that she would be so amazing on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Yeah, I know that Heather and Kelly can never film together. I get both sides of that, but I think that, I think that Heather would be, incredible on Beverly Hills. I think she'd be such good TV. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, like if we have the Trace Amigas, the Trace Amigas are going to bully everybody <laughs> next season if there is no Heather DeBro, and they are the top dogs, like the mean girls. And the only person who will actually go up against the Trace Amigas is Kelly Dodd. I know. No, and that is true. And I will say, I, I really, even Tamara said it, I think on her last appearance on Watch What Happens Live, like the show needs Heather, in my opinion. I feel like, one of the reasons the show was so bad um, for the past few years is because Heather Dubrow wasn't on. Now, granted, I will agree with everybody and say the last season wasn't good either, but I feel like that season uh, was very transitional. You know, they brought Heather back. They tried making it work with Noella and Jen, and they weren't delivering. Like, I feel like last season overall just wasn't working. This is where I think the Real Housewives of Orange County truly shines. When you have the Trace Amigas, you have Heather in there. Um, you know, you have some other people that are strong, like Jen, and I think Emily and Gina have their strong moments. Like, I really think this is the cast that you need to move forward with. I think the only reason why it should change is if Heather does decide to move to Beverly Hills full time. And if that's the case, the same production company produces Orange County and Beverly Hills. So yeah, if I was them, I would offer her a contract and just be like, well, if you're really trying to move to Beverly Hills, you might as well join these ladies. Imagine Heather Dubrow would like Dorit. I mean, like, that would be like fun Garcelle. I mean, I would be very interested to see how Heather would mix it up with those women. I, I would too. I, it would be, it would be interesting. Yes. I think it would be such good TV. I think it would be great TV. And I think that this is, this is where we would see Heather shine amongst like other ladies who are uh, like holding up the same level of opulence. You know what I mean? Like Dorit brings the fashion. She doesn't care to spend the money. Kyle Richards and Mauricio, they have millions and millions of maybe more money than the DeBros at this point with all the agencies and well as long as they stay together but you know there's like we have big big money you know so she doesn't it's not like oh I mean even when who was it Uh, Diana Jenkins came in and she had crazy money it's like they're not like they don't attack you for having the money they just expect you to have the money no it's like when you don't have the money is when you're in question 
that's really what it is. I imagine like if if um, if Heather had sold a property for fifty five million dollars in the Be- in Beverly Hills, those women would just be like, "Oh, congrats on the sale!" Like they wouldn't even think anything of it. They would just be like, "Oh, that's dope." But any other city, they're like. Yeah, because even Kathy Hilton was like, I'm bored. I'm renovating this $50 million mansion. Right. And they were just like, even Sutton was like, okay, this is like kind of crazy. Even Sutton said that. And Sutton's got money too. Um, But yeah, and Beverly Hills money is definitely more of a, you know, an everyday thing. The the millions and millions and millions of dollars. Yeah, they're rubbing elbows with the right people. And Orange County, I feel like, I mean, Orange County has a lot of money too. It's just in this cast, it's obviously an issue. So Bravo, listen, just move her over. We want her over. And if she it. wants to. Move her over if she wants to. But if she would totally wants, want to. I think she I think she wants to. She hinted. I remember at BravoCon um on the OC panel, she said something like, I like diamonds. <laughs> you know I mean, so I think she'd be open to it for sure. I agree. I agree. Well, Ricky, if they don't know, I'm gonna bring up your stuff. Will you let them know where they can find you? Yeah, so you can follow me on all social media at Ricky Cornish. Um, I actually just posted, oh, I just posted my clip with Heather Dubrow on my TikTok yesterday. Um, You know, her just being an absolute mother, talking about her amazing kids and her family and all that fun stuff. So definitely follow me on everywhere. I mainly use Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Those are like my main links. Um, So yeah, feel free to follow me on all that. You'll get some housewife stuff. There's the Heather Dubrow clip right there. Um, yeah, so just posting celebrity interviews, having a fun time working at Out Magazine. You know, I can't complain. Life is good. I wow, you just really just go into it like that, huh? Yeah, I can't complain. Life's life's good. Good. I'm grateful. <laughs> and then also on YouTube. Yes, in YouTube. That's where you'll, uh, I post all my full-length interviews and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, if you're trying to get more of the inside scoop with any of the celebs that I'm chatting with, Bravo aside or not, um, that's where you'll find it. Sweet. Well, Ricky, thank you again so much for joining me today. I appreciate you making the time to be here. And also, as we had almost 700 people in the room for the live, and I'm sure we're going to have a lot of people for the replay crew. So thank you to everyone who engaged. Thank you for the Super Chat Super Stickers. And thank you to our amazing mods. We will be back next week for the Real Housewives of Orange County reunion. Bye, guys. Love you. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.